with you a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told to them by the angels about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what they had been told by the shepherds. Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. When the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God, because they had seen everything God had predicted, just as it had been told to them by the angels. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, the name Jesus was given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know some of you are here in preparation for the, the party next door. But there's another Mass at 7, so the party's not going to begin yet. So calm down, relax, and enjoy yourself. We're here today, as I said at the beginning of Mass, honoring Mary, and the, and the name given to her by the Greeks is Theotokos, Mary, Mother of God. Mary went through her whole life trusting in God. How do I know that? The scriptures tell me so. When Luke announced the Annunciation, she took it, she understood it somewhat, and she reflected on it. When the child was lost in the temple, years later, she reflected on it. When the, when the angels announced to the shepherds that in Bethlehem a child was born, and he's lying in a manger, and his parents, Joseph and Mary, were with him, she reflected on it in her heart. The heart of Mary is a great metaphor for us today as we begin our new year and New Year's Eve. The heart of Mary, as big as it can be, and maybe for us as Catholics who come to venerate Mary on this New Year's Eve, and as we've been venerating and honor, honoring Jesus and Joseph through this Christmas season, maybe we can borrow from her this image, the heart of Mary. The church is sometimes referred to her as the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But the heart of Mary, not the biological beating heart, but the heart that absorbed all of the stories told to her in advance by the angel of God. Did she know exactly what those stories would mean when she went to Simeon in the temple to present the baby Jesus? And Simeon says, your heart will be broken seven times. Who knows what she was thinking as she took this message into her heart, fulfilling the prescriptions of the law because she was a Jewish girl. 
And I say girl because she was probably 14, 15 years old when this miracle happened to her. And at that age, she wasn't a rebel. I mean, I don't think kids, any of us, when we were 15 years old, weren't rebels of some sort, rejecting what mom and dad said only because mom and dad said them, whatever they were, the rules, the regulations, the curfews. I don't know why, but Mary wasn't that way. She took the message of God seriously. And isn't that our goal each day? To take the message of God into our hearts seriously and let our hearts be as big as Mary's. Not size, not biological heart. We're talking her whole self. How she took all the steps of the life of the child Jesus one step at a time, reflecting on them in her heart. It would have been interesting to be there as we celebrate the Feast of the Magi next week, the original Magi, when Jesus was probably around six years old by the time the Magi came. We put them together because that's how Matthew reports it, but we know the historical aspect of it is Jesus was grown. They had already left Egypt. They rent, went there, as you know, t to be saved from Herod's attacks on children, on the holy innocents. And eventually the child grows up and they go back to Nazareth. And Mary took this into her heart. She was challenged. I mean, we picture her as pretty and blue and white and smiley and glass eyes if it's a piece of sculpture or beautiful paintings. But in her heart, she had reality. It wasn't all bubbles and angels and beautiful pictures. She was gifted to be the person on earth that God chose to carry his son to you and to me today. She was the person who was tested and she walked the journey of reality. Nowhere in the scriptures are we told she was spared. Uh, God didn't want her to cry. God didn't want her to see her son bleeding. God did not want to have her experience the son when he was lost in the temple. God wanted her, his son to be born into a great big cushioned bed and nightstand and, and crib. No, she wasn't exposed to that. She wasn't spared the reality of giving birth to Jesus, the Word made flesh. So yes, she took these things into her heart. And again, we have to apply that to ourselves. Life isn't a bowl of cherries, as they say. Life isn't easy all the time. It wasn't easy for Mary. I'm sure it was joyful. Giving birth, never did it, of course. But any one of us who's seen a baby, we, well, the Italians, we goo goo ga ga over babies, you know. 
uh, Italians, when an Italian baby comes into a, a household, he or she is put right in the middle of the table and everybody can play with him. That's how we do with babies. I don't know about Mary and, and the shepherds and Joseph with baby Jesus, but we know she rejoiced. Her whole, her whole self gave glory to God. We call that prayer the Magnificat. When she was told what would happen to her, my whole self gives glory to God. That's a great big thank you that comes from her heart to God. She is our role model. We don't have it easy. Some of us do. But all of us, if we're really flesh and blood, we've experienced the challenges of, of in our lives, sadness, death. We've experienced the challenge of separation. We've experienced global experiences of death and war right now in the Middle East, right now in Ukraine which should get us down. But we have the heart of Mary. Or I should say, if we have the heart of Mary, the attitude of Mary, the spirituality of Mary, we will give joy to God even as we're praying through disasters. Even as we're praying for the poor and the immigrant and the hungry and people in our families who might need extra prayers. Even while that's going on, if we hold on to the example of Mary and approach life through her heart, a glowing, glorious heart, keeping all the things that God tells her and tells us in our hearts and acting appropriately on them, Nowhere in the scriptures do we hear any of the evangelists say, oh, she heard this and she ran. She heard about her son being nailed to the cross and she ran the other way. She heard about the kid being lost in the temple and she kept going to Jerusalem. Somebody will find him. No, none of that. She endured it. She took it all on. And in our church, we have a beautiful statue at the entrance of the church of the last moments of Jesus' life as his body was laid into her lap. And we don't hear Mary running away from that. We don't hear Mary saying, why God? We don't hear Ma Mary saying, thank you God, I did all these good things for you and this is my reward, a dead son. We don't hear Mary regretting anything. She kept all these things, the mystery of her son's incarnation, birth, ministry, death, and resurrection in her heart. That's our example. As we begin this new year, 2024, there are so many intentions every one of us has, so many prayers that we have to place before God. Not hope, prayers, not wishes, prayers. We pray those prayers in hope, knowing God hears our prayers. But as Jesus told us, your will be done. As Mary told it, the angel, let it be done to me according to your word. So Mary becomes our role model as we be begin this new year. Keep all the things that we know in our hearts and cover them 
with our faith in God. Cover them with our example of Mary. And as we wish each other Happy New Year, wish each other a happy, holy heart, like Mary's heart. I don't know how to say it in Slovak, but I'll say it in English and Italian. Buon anno and Happy New Year. God bless you.